When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, this is Four Question Friday on Purple Daily. Yes. Imagine the skull chant 70,000 screaming fans. But with a fiery clown up on the big screen. Come on. Scare those opponents. Uh, what? Huh? Ziggy, Ziggy Wilf with the mustache and fire behind him with wide eyes on the big screen as everyone well, chants. You want to scare kids. the kids? Hi, kids. <laughs> yes. It's Ziggy here. Ziggy the clown. <laughs> like the Simpsons? You're fired. Krusty? Hey, kids. What's going on? Wanka, wanka. Uh, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment presented by Surly Brewing Company. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's our mission statement here. And uh, this has been a week of therapy. A lot of people, mm-hmm. including us, getting a lot of things off their chest as it pertains to this Vikings team. Um, and if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, please click the subscribe button. And um, please pick up a TCL TV to watch us on because TCL is uh, a partner of ours, but they're also offering a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I'm hanging out at the in-laws house here. I got my Minnesota sports swag across enemy lines mm-hmm. here. A little mm-hmm. gopher shot glass for some celebration when they hold on to first place this weekend against Illinois. They better. Let's get it. But uh, for Question Friday, boys, let's start with question number one here. Garrett Bradbury placed on the COVID list. Mason Cole will start in his place. Have we witnessed effectively the end of the Garrett Bradbury era as the starting center for the Minnesota Vikings? Unfortunately, not even close. Uh, Mason Cole got ample opportunity uh, in 2018 and then 2020 to start games at center for the Cardinals. And I looked this up yesterday and he actually graded worse at times than Garrett Bradbury. Um, he is a better guard. Cole is a better guard than a center, but um, I believe 2020 he played a bunch at center for the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. He was like 28th in the league in, in overall PFF grades for centers, and Garrett Bradbury was like 24th. So do I think that this year is going to be it for Garrett? <clears throat> Probably. Uh, do I think that we immediately, with him going on the COVID list, have seen the end because Cole is going to step in and do such a great job? 
Well, it would be nice and prove it, but um, the statistical background, which is not just a small sample size, says that Cole actually might be as bad or worse than Bradbury. Dex? Uh, I think Mason Cole will step in and do just fine. In fact, can I hit a bonus? Write that down right now. Wow. Can here I hit a bonus? Is. Write right that here, down. Here it is right here. Feeling Mason himself. Cole will post a higher PFF grade in this game against the Ravens than Garrett Bradbury has posted all season long. Wow, dude. All right, let me let me find this. I want to see what your what your target is here. All right. Because yeah, I, I Garrett Bradbury, I mean, he's he's fine at run blocking. He's good at one thing, and he's exceptionally terrible at everything else when it comes to football. But is he even like is he good at run blocking yeah, or is he just he's, ex- I think he's, not he's a acceptable at run blocking? Yeah, he's not a disaster. He's so bad at pass protection. So yeah, he's like slightly above average to average-ish as a run blocker. So here are, you're talking overall PFF grades, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So here are his grades on a one to one hundred scale, uh, starting in week one: thirty-seven, seventy, fifty-eight, okay. sixty, sixty-five, fifty-four, and fifty-nine. Okay, so, so, so your guy has to hang a seventy-one or better, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like, it'd be a good game. He'd have to have a good yep. game, basically. Yep, so okay. I'll, I'll hit a, I'll hit a bonus right now. Mason Cole have a higher PFF grade than Garrett Bradbury has posted in a single game this season. Okay, I think like to answer the question, is this the end of the Garrett Bradbury era as the starting center? I'm going to say it could be. If Declan's prediction comes true, then I think it will be, at least until it will be temporarily. I think Mason Cole, if he plays well, will continue to get the nod as the starting center until he doesn't play well anymore, and then they might just go back and forth. Uh, to Judd's point... Yeah, his overall grades as the starting center for the Cardinals in 2018 and 20 are not very good, and he's particularly bad in pass protection, but he's a better pass protector, according to PFF, than Garrett Bradbury is. So, I mean, we're talking about two of the worst pass protecting centers in the NFL here. Of course, the Vikings went out and signed the other one to be the backup. Um, But I think if he plays well... They're gonna just look for you know they could say all right Garrett you missed a week let's just uh, let's just get you another get you another week to get you get you back in the mix you know Mason Cole will uh, will hold the fort down for you and then if he put, plays again well again against the Chargers then maybe he continues to start so it could be the end. Can I give give you the unfortunately depressing news here? 2020 Cole struggled and Kyler Murray was his quarterback. Yeah, so it mattered less. So let's just say let's just say the quarterback had a chance to get himself out of pressure and make some probably incredible throws. Yeah. So with Kirk back there, and I mean, unfortunately for Kirk, he's essentially a statue. Uh, yeah. I'm not holding my breath that Mason Cole is the answer. Yeah, I feel, I feel you. I think whether it happens mid-season here with Mason Cole or but after the season, yeah. this this is the winding down of the Garrett Bradbury era, right? As the starting center, you're being kind. Yeah. All right. Question number two here. Don't laugh, Judd. What is the likelihood that the Vikings go on a run and finish the season with 10 or more wins? So they would have to go seven and three or better to finish with 10 wins or better. It sounds way more daunting when like right now you're like, oh, they're still like a game down from 500. So they're you know they're st- they're a half game back of the playoffs, but when you put it into the context of to get to ten wins, which is probably a, you know a key mark, right? Yeah. You got to go seven and three in your next ten games. What's the likelihood they go on a run like that? 
Seven and three, it's not, no, no, it's very, very small. I, I'd put it at about 10%. Um, can they go on a run? Absolutely. If they win on Sunday, I will not be floored. I will not be shocked because I think that there is bounce back. And I do think this team with, with Hunter and Peterson hurt, it's a big deal. But I do think that this team has some talent. And you know what, Phil? I mean, as we talked about, uh, if they come out, on Sunday and decide offensively to attack. They can score points, but seven and three, that type of run from this team. I don't see it. So here's where I guess here's where this question comes from. We all look at this and say, well, this is the end of the, you know, at least on the show this week, it's been all about, this is the end of the Mike Zimmer era, whether it happens Monday or in two months from now, like this is all winding down, but in that locker room, there's a chance the players and the coaches and Zimmer and Cousins, they're all sort of having a come-to-Jesus moment this week and saying, all right, yeah, we lost to Neil Hunter, but the season's on the line. Like, if we if we drop to 3-5 and five with a road game against the Chargers and then the Packers, right, assuming Aaron Rodgers is right. back from his little COVID respite, right. like, you can't, you can't fall to 3-5, and five, even though the, the bottom of the playoff bracket in the NFC is weak. The season's on the line this week, and so there should be a desperate effort from all fronts. Like, this should be a Kirk bounce-back game. The scheme should be the Vikings should get off to a hot start offensively, and Zimmer should be able to trick some things up. Like, all of that should happen because the season's on the line. I could also see an implosion and a mutiny, and I I could see a lot of things here. Um, So if they do win this game as touchdown underdogs against a Ravens team that's been essentially – prepping for two weeks as they had a bye week, right? I could see it vaulting them into more wins. And they still have the Lions again, and they got the Bears a couple of times. So there's there's some gettable games on the schedule. The Steelers and the Niners are not daunting opponents uh, to me. So like the, I, I could see them coming to life and setting up like the Undertaker here. Starting oh, I could Sunday. see that for this game, for sure. But I, I guess my question is, is this team mentally strong enough and and cohesive enough to do that basically week after week after week because seven and three goes beyond defiance it's like turning a page um i I think on sunday we are going to get the defiant you didn't believe in us we believed and that act works for a while but is that act going to work at chargers against the packers I, i think at some point in time you probably burn out there so that's why i don't think uh actually trying to win or or winning seven of the next 10 games as possible. But Sunday, wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. This is the exact type of team. And Kirk is the exact type of QB who almost feels the pressure come off now. But then but then if it goes back on, it becomes a problem for him. Judd's, Judd's logic is right that the moment we start doubting them, and especially with Kirk in the Kirk era, then things end up going in a good way, in a positive way. But I just think Lamar Jackson him being a dual threat quarterback is just going to torch this defense. And I think the Ravens are going to win big. Um, and I know we'll, we'll do purple props uh, for Saturday as well, but I just in terms of their schedule, the rest of the way winning seven, your next 10. No, I, I, I said it last week that if you could do that for Halloween reasons and it being spooky, then yes, that is a spooky thing that could happen. But in general, no, I, I just don't see this team winning seven of their next 10 games. Yeah. For that to happen. So I'm just looking at the rest of the schedule. Let's, so there's seven games left. Let's give them Detroit as a win. Let's give them two wins over a bad Chicago Bears team. All right. And and by the way, I don't think because two of those games are road games. 
I don't think those are all gimme games, but for the purposes of this exercise, let's give them those three wins. And then let's also give them Pittsburgh at home, and let's give them San Francisco on the road. Again, not gimme games. Those are tough opponents. You know, they're not elite teams, but let's give them those five. They'd still need two more wins out of at Baltimore, at the Chargers, home against Green Bay, home against the Rams at Green Bay. And so can you can you get there with a with a road win? I mean, could you lose to Baltimore and then then go on a run, beat the Chargers, beat the Packers at home? You'd have to then win like six games in a row. And where and to where to that, defensively hmm. now, where does the pressure come from? Yeah, and Michael Pierce is questionable, right? He yeah, sat back out with an elbow injury. He practiced. He he was he participated in some practice on Wednesday. Sat back out on Thursday. I think he might be in trouble here. Like, like if if he needs if he needs the surgery, just go do it. Like this is I I hate this trying to buy time and it's good it's good now it's not good. Uh, God, what a waste, it man! Me crazy. I but mean, you I can't just, predict injuries, but but, gosh. but but where's the pressure going to come from? And and if the pressure and if you can't get the pressure, the back end's not that good. Like the mm-hmm. back end is improved when uh, Patrick Peterson's playing, but it's not great. Hunter is flat out arguably your best player on either side of the ball. Yes, he is arguably Rel- relative your, to position. Yeah. Yes. And and he's gone now. And, and if you play Griffin as much as they have been and might need to, he's going to burn out. And plus now, he you know the attention all shifts to him. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. it's a hard it's a seven out of ten just based on defiance alone to me is not possible. Yeah. Uh, so we've reached halftime of Four Question Friday, and for this week's halftime performance, yeah. it's Skinny Judd. Hey, everybody, it's Skinny Judd, Livia Weight Control Centers, Livia Weight Control Centers. Update, update, breaking news. Yesterday, weigh in, Minnetonka store. If you were there, you saw it, but you weren't there. So I will give you the breaking news. This just in. A month, I believe five weeks ago, Judd Zolgad went into Livia Weight Control Centers and he was 240 pounds. He wasn't looking so good. He wasn't feeling so good. And for a guy about to celebrate birthday 52, he wasn't healthy. Yesterday, five weeks in, so a relatively short time. That's not that that long. Down 21 pounds. Wow, dude. I took four pounds off. Four pounds. 218 from 240. And here's the best part. Libya's going to help me keep the weight off. Because I have lost weight before. I've, I've been a classic up-and-down yo-yo guy my entire life. But Livia has a plan not only to take the weight off me, but to keep it off. And I still have 18 pounds, but I'm down to 18 pounds to go. That's awesome. Th- until I start the maintenance program. Here's the best part for you, though. You can join me. First 10 weeks are free. Livia.com or 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com, and I'll say it again, first 10 weeks for free. And keep in mind, I've lost 21 pounds in five weeks. You've lost like 8% of Judd in five weeks. Yeah, It's pretty amazing, man. I mean, I That's feel, awesome. I feel great. I'm healthier. This flat out works. Love it. 
Love it. Uh, you know who's not fat is Aaron Rodgers, but he's definitely getting a lot of heat this week. So here's question number three on Four Question Friday. It's a two-part question for you guys. In general, what do you make of Aaron Rodgers just sort of oddly lying about his vaccination status? Like, I'm, I'm not here to talk about, like, whether you should or shouldn't get a vaccination. I'm vaccinated. You know, I'm not going to push it on anyone. But, like, Aaron Rodgers manipulated his words at training camp to say, Someone said, are you vaccinated? And he said, I'm immunized. Uh, I'm immunized, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So what, what do you make of the whole situation? Jordan Love's going to start this weekend, which makes it interesting. And then I have a bonus question off this. One of the least surprising stories of the sports year. Aaron Rodgers, flat out, and this has always been true, thinks he's smarter that, than you. He thinks that you, and, and I, I saw a PFD report yesterday, Pro Football Talk, that Aaron is privately furious that this came out he doesn't get that once he he tested positive it was going to come out like he feels it's been leaked and you shouldn't have leaked oh so now he's back to not trusting the organization and well or the or or the league i don't know who but i mean this guy unbelievable talent so if you could combine the brains and i'm not joking here you guys if you can put the brains of cousins and rogers together you might have a fighting chance because Kirk is not an alpha and drives you crazy. And Kirk is Kirk. He's weird, too. But Aaron is so convinced that he's smart. And, and he is so cocksure, which, by the way, also makes him good. So that that's a credit. But this is the least surprising thing, that he, again, turns out to be an arrogant ass. That's what he is. Yeah. He's an <laughs> arrogant ass. And he's convinced he he's will pretty, come back and awful. say, Immunized means, I never said, he will say this, I never said I was vaccinated. You asked a question, I answered, I was being honest in my opinion. And and then he will follow that up by saying this, I guarantee it. He will say, people who are vaccinated are getting COVID too. So, so I was, in my opinion, immunized. I got it. Guess what? Johnny Football down the street got the vax. He got it. What's the difference? Mm. Yeah, Dex. What do you what do you what do you just what do you make of this whole thing? The, the the first thing I thought of when I heard this, it reminded me of baseball cheaters and steroid users. So the people that just flat out lied about it, and then other people like Andy Pettit, who was just like, "Yeah, I took it. Uh, it didn't work for me, but I'm a steroid user. It happened." And then there's other people that just blatantly lied about using steroids. You know, I have never taken a performance enhancing drug ever. Mark McGuire. If you're if, if you're just gonna do it, just say you're doing it. And for Aaron Rodgers to come out and say this and do this, this basically song and dance and seek medical exemption and also the league basically hiding that information yeah. to, I guess they didn't have to necessarily make it public when he, when he went there to try to seek the exemption. But still, um, it's, it's kind of absurd because I've always, as weird as he is, and he is one of the weirdest dudes out Dude, there, in, and not weird. just sports, but outside of it as well, I've always defended him. I've always liked him. I've, I've loved who he is. This one, to me, definitely struck him down a couple pegs in my book. It definitely did. I actually, even though I disagree with Kirk's stance on vaccinations, or in this case, the COVID vaccine, because like you know, I've gotten vaccinated, so I disagree with Kirk. I respect Kirk a lot more than I respect Aaron Rodgers on this subject. Because you know yeah. what? At least Kirk Cousins, and there's another guy like Cole Beasley has handled it a little bit differently even than Kirk. Like Cole Beasley's been very frontal. Kirk has been asked questions and then has answered those questions. Judd asked him a bunch of questions before the season started. But at least he t- 
tells you where he stands, he's honest, and you know exactly what you're getting, right? Aaron Rodgers might be trying to deceive his teammates for all we know. I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? My second question to you guys is, I want you to play musical chairs with Kirk and Aaron. Where do you think they quarterback in 2022? Oh, I think Aaron is gone for sure. Um, I I think part of the reason that to date he's been so happy is he, he knows it's done and he's going to get his freedom. Um, I am still going to go Aaron to Denver. I still think that that – because we don't know if George Payton, who – was with Kirk for what three years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Likes Kirk at all? Like we've just assumed. Well, well, George saw him, but I mean that could mean that George is like, I don't want a thing to do with Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I am still. I, I think Rogers to Denver was a very viable discussion. It didn't uh, take place, but I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers in Denver and Kirk Cousins right now. Gun to the head. I'm going to say he restructures and stays here. Wow, dude. Wow. Because I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, I don't know where I don't know where they're going no. to go. But you could very well get a coach in here, perhaps Declan's guy, Kel- Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore might come in and be like, look yeah. at the arm talent. Absolutely. And, and, Phil, your question that you – and it's been asked across the show, too, and it's exactly right. The question is this. If Kirk ever got, you know, a McVay type of coach, right? Quarterback friendly, gets Kirk, talks to Kirk. Oh, my God, Eureka. Um, people say, well, what could Kirk be, be like then? And there's no doubt in Kirk's talent. So I'm going to go, unless they unless they go with a coach who says, I ain't coaching Kirk, which a lot of guys wouldn't do. I'm going extension, and he stays here. So, yeah, I um, I agree on the Kirk front, actually. Right now, gun to the head, I think I – think by the way, we're going to have this discussion about a hundred more times between now and March. So, <laughs> subject so to change, strap in, yeah. Subject so I think to change for me. Gun to the head. I think Zimmer's gone. I think Spielman stays, and I think Spielman looks to hire an offensive guru, whether it's Declan's guy, Kellen Moore, or whether it's an old dog like a like a Doug Peterson, someone to come in, connect with Kirk, mm-hmm. build this thing around the offensive weapons that they have. And I think they restructure like a two or a three year thing, you know, into his age thirty five or thirty six season, because I think there's probably some curiosity. God, what could this thing look like if you built this thing around him and actually like leaned into him and uh, and maybe you'd still wind up as a nine or a ten win team that gets bounced in the first or second round of the playoffs. But I do think there's some curiosity there. I think Rodgers winds up with the Steelers. I Whoa. I I buy the Mike Tomlin Rodgers the wink. I think there. I think the timing works out. I think if he goes anywhere, it's going to be AFC. So Broncos definitely in play. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to want him out of the conference, and the Steelers are going to have an excellent defense still next year. They're going to have weapons, and Big Ben's going to be forty, and and Aaron Rodgers is going to be around the same age. But he just Aaron Rodgers playing at a much higher level than Ben Roethlisberger. So I actually I could see that trade happening. What about you, Dex? Uh, I think Kirk goes to the Cleveland Browns. I think Kevin Stefanski gets his boy back there. I don't think they pay Baker. Uh, Things are just not going according to plan in Cleveland right now. Odell Beckham is getting released uh, this Friday afternoon. Would you take Baker back in a trade? No, I would not. Um, (laughs) I would not want to do that. And I think Rodgers would go to either Denver or the Raiders. 
Because I'm curious what they're, right. gonna do, what they're gonna do with DC Derek Carr. I like Derek oh. Carr a lot, but you can get out of that contract if you want this year. He's good. Um, but he is good. He's a very good quarterback, but I wouldn't rule it out. He's a California kid. There's a new regime that's going to be coming into Oakland. They're, they might not be married to Derek Carr, even though Carr is, has taken a significant step forward this year. So I would say Denver or the Raiders that Rodgers ends up in. So Baker Mayfield, by the way, by he, does, way. he does have the one year left in his contract in 2022. So he's going into you know, a free agency year next year. His cap hit would be about $19 million, but then you'd be free from all of it in 2023. Yeah. Uh, Kirk's cap hit is, is it, uh, I think it's $45 million next year. $45 so, million which, now. you know, I, I just don't see them writing that out. They're either going to get rid of him in some way or they're going to restructure. I don't, I don't see him playing on that cap hit. But yeah. basically, like if, if you made that trade with the Browns, you'd have to take Baker back. Because they're yeah, not going to sit on, they're not going to sit, even if they restructure Kirk, they're not going to sit on that $19 million cap hit. Do we know, though, that, that like, Stefanski loves Kirk? Like, he, he might know the warts. I I could see that, I could see people who worked here being like, uh-uh, what, no part of that. That's what we don't know. You know, like, George yeah. Payton, very well. George Payton's a smart dude. He yeah. is, he he's good. I think he's probably saying, hold on a second here. I saw this act before. And and the reality is, I think if you've worked with Kirk and and are now gone from Kirk, I think the internal conversations about Kirk are exactly what ours become, which is he can't justify the asking price. Yeah, because if you're the Broncos, do you want to take that on like the Kirk contract? And, and oh, oh, you know, oh, OK, he comes to you and you sign him to an extension. He's going to want more guaranteed money. And it's not going to be cheap. So, like, is that the play? So, I, I don't know, like, if guys like Stefanski and, and Peyton love Kirk. They very well could say what we say, which is, yeah, you know, at cheaper he's fine. but That's not, the thing. So. But there's also, like, you know, he's had now, you know, he made all that franchise money in Washington. He made the guaranteed record-setting contract in Minnesota. Don't, don't I know you're already shaking your head, don't but, like, could someone convince him, hey, man, like, we're not going to no. rob you here, but, like, how about we how about we bring it back? How about we dial this thing back to like twenty five, twenty eight million dollars so that zero chance. Zero chance. There are people in Kirk's life who are telling Kirk you're worth even more <laughs> and it's never your fault. Just remember that. Yeah, no, it's I'm yeah, I don't disagree with that. All right, and then uh, question number four here, and then again, that will not be the last time we have a similar discussion, so uh, strap in. All right, it's the would you rather question of the week here, the random would you rather question of the week. Would you guys rather? Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't even asked it yet. I love oh, this I question. It. I love. Oh, it. that's right. I did send it to you guys. I love it. Okay. Would you rather the aliens that make first contact with Earth, <sighs> if it happens during our lifetimes, be robotic or organic, like living organisms, <sighs> like human-like or whatever form they take? Would you rather them be human-like or living organisms or robots? Go ahead, Dex. I, I feel it's like so tough. you are. No, this is so tough for me because number one, I like I know aliens exist, but I don't want the confirmation. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I I, I don't want to know that they exist because I know they're probably smarter and can kill us all. That is my but, fear. And like, and then you have to think too. Like, do they want to kill us all? Like, they're clearly advanced because they can travel further, right? So are they? Yeah. Like, what could they gain from us as people? Probably nothing, because we're all just a bunch of ants and idiots if they can travel that far. So would they just want our resources and our land and our air or whatever it is, and they would just kill us? 
So two, two things come to mind, being my movie buff. Are they going to be Terminators? Or are they going to be like War of the Worlds using, yeah, like our bloodstream and our bodies and land to also harvest us? So I don't know which one is easier to kill. Basically, that's my that's my premise. Which one is easier to destroy when they turn on us? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, w- I would think. See, here's here's why I would say organic, because I feel like your only chance if they sent robots, they would be like if they could send robots that are that sophisticated, then we're all dead. Right. The only chance you would have is if they sent living organisms that had any sort of conscience and empathy, maybe they would want to coexist. Okay. Why okay. do why do we assume so so we consider them to be, you know, creatures that might come and kill us, aliens. To them, we're the same exact thing. So like why why do we assume that that they're going to come d- down here and start to kill us like it just because they get into to our space and plus i'm with declan i believe that they e- exist there's no way that we are just the one speck like in the entire just out you know outside of yeah um of us that there's nothing there it's just all darkness i agree with declan but there's also a fighting chance that if they are organic and they do get here and they open up their ship and they come out that they're going to die instantly because they are not made for our atmosphere, just like we're not made for theirs. So, well, so they would like, probably have already done some homework on that. I'm guessing. Eh, but they might. I mean, who knows? But but that's uh. my point. So I I'll take or, organic, and I welcome them. I welcome this world's so screwed up; it's beyond repair. This is so mind blowing for me. You you See, I, I think I, it's so I had the doomsday scenario, and I figured you'd have like the next level doomsday no, scenario. No, because one, I don't care. One, I don't care. What's the worst? The worst case, you die. Okay, you die. Um, like that's the okay, very Kirk. worst case. Okay, you're Kirk, dead. Yeah. Um, but the second thing is, like, the interesting thing about this is what would happen. Where are they coming from? Um, is baseball quicker there? Like, have have they found a way to speed up baseball? <laughs> Dude, that's what's going like, to drive. Like, oh my god, be great. Our Dude, baseball that... games take one fifty-eight, and then they're, they're done, and it's great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, how do you do it? You know, you just hit on like that, like of of all the things that would bring aliens to Earth. They're like, okay, that's the last straw. We need to go help these idiots. Okay, baseball games have gotten out of hand since 1958. (laughs) Ebbets Field right before we're still there, by the way. We didn't move to the West Coast like you idiots. So, yeah, like like what if they found solutions for concussions in football? Yeah, they come down. They're like the Vikings aren't running enough play action. We see into the future. They I'd need like to, to run more next, play action. I'd like to be the next coach. I can be the next coach. We have coach. eradicated running backs from our market. Use, use Justin Jefferson more. He's on my fantasy team, and you guys are screwing this up. Your Think superstar hockey players must shoot the puck more. Mm-hmm. Get Kaprizov a center. I don't care what your GM says. Think about all the Miguel Sano puts up hollow power numbers we against bad teams. Eradicated playoff teams who have lost 18 consecutive games. <laughs> you call those statistics they're nothing compared to what we have we're generating futuristic statistics you think levine smart falvey they're not that smart we're way where, smarter where the analytics can, we have where can we get some of that surly beer judd please oh. help us you know please what in fact boys. you know declan's scared because De- De- declan's like oh my god they're gonna come out and they're gonna kill us you know why they wouldn't kill me because if they landed in my front yard i would c- come out and say Whoa, visitor, visitor, what's going on? What's up? 
And then I would take them as I turn my light back on here because it turned off. Stop that. And then I would aliens take them, have come to turn the lights exactly out. Right. On John, steal I've been silenced. Now I'm back. I, I would run them out a can of Surly Furious IPA. And I would say, before you do anything, change baseball, change sports, or potentially kill me, what you've got to do is try a Surly beer, and in particular, a Surly Furious IPA. And then I would tell them the most important thing. I don't know if you go by days of the week, but we do here. And last time I checked, the weekend is here, and that means it's time for football and the perfect product with football surly and by the way i hope you watch it on a tcl tv too and he, thank you very much you seem very friendly can we shack up with you i'd say absolutely why let's doesn't your football surlies. coach know that he can't call back-to-back timeouts let's go drink some surlies <laughs> let's talk about it let's do it all right uh, don't forget to vikings vent line we set a record last sunday the most listened to and watched episode of vikings vent line in the eight plus year history of the show. So thank you guys. We're here for you as your Vikings therapist this season. Uh, just be sure to check us out again on the Purple Daily YouTube channel right after the Vikings Ravens finish up on Sunday. All right, that is your four question Friday here Goodbye. on Purple Daily for presented by Surly Brewing Company. Why don't you have why don't you have a more efficient two minute drill at the end of the first half? Good we are beer. here to help. You do a bear right Throw here. The ball behind the sticks. Stop that. <laughs>